Hello and welcome to episode one of season three of Women Watch Wrestling. to have to come back for another season episode i mean like season three means we've been doing this for three years y'all like have y'all thought about that <laughs> like, oh wow right uh, we well we've been doing it for more so i think we started like maybe july august of 2018 ish so we've been doing this for a little minute so i'm excited um i think this is the year we're gonna grow just a little bit more and then we're gonna grow a little bit more next year so i'm excited y'all all right so let's get into this elimination chamber i don't know if y'all shot a pre-show match i didn't see the pre-show match but john morrison in the pre-show match john morrison won the opportunity to be the third opponent in the um United States Championship match. Uh <laughs> I didn't see the match, but while me and Lady J was watching it, they did like, you know, a preview of what had happened earlier to for us to understand how we got to where we were. <laughs> and um yeah. I'm gonna let you go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I feel like with John Morrison, he's actually a good wrestler. He's but a great wrestler. He really is, but they just book him so funny to where nobody really cares. That's the problem. That's all. They almost book him like a flunky, like they do every, like um how they was doing uh, Ricochet at one point when they was just throwing him into stuff. Wait, like, at one point, <laughs> you know, they still doing it, but it's it's not as bad as it was. But it, you know, what I'm saying when. First, they brought him and Alistair Black, and they was kind of whooping and doing their thing, and then they separated them, and they kind of just started throwing Ricochet wherever. It's like they put him with the Miz, but they purposely did it so that the Miz can continuously try to outshine Morrison. And I agree, like, he is a good wrestler, but he is the Miz flunky, and they treat him every in every scenario as such. Is that what broke them up the first time they was together? Lady J, do you know? I'm not sure. I am not sure. That's an awesome question. Uh-uh. I got to look that up. Uh, so, going into the main Elimination Chamber show, first match was the SmackDown Elimination Chamber with Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Jay Uso, Kevin Owens, and who else? <laughs> you said Sami Zayn. Dan Corbin and Sami oh. Zayn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So yeah, Daniel Bryan came out victorious. What would y'all rate this match? Honestly, it wasn't a bad match. I was very intrigued. It was a good match. I was more interested yeah. in um 
we both were, Miss Bree and I were interested in how Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens would act in the match together. Exactly. That was <laughs> Let me boy. But, we was looking at that like, how this go go? How this go go? <laughs> and I was like, I don't think Kevin Owens for this uh, we brothers thing no more <laughs> at all. And I felt like I knew Sami Zayn was just going to try to pull it. And Kevin Owens looked at him one good time like, look, it's every man for themselves. Now I don't know about it's just right. I was like, oh, well, we know our answer. <laughs> I think it was, um, I'll give it a, a nice 3-5. It wasn't bad. It wasn't a terrible match at all. Um, I was going to say about the same thing. I was going to say a good 3-9 or a 4. Um, it was an entertaining match. And for that last, like, when it got down to the last little three, first of all, it took forever for anybody got eliminated. And then, <laughs> and then when it got down, I think it was what, Shazaro, Daniel Bryan, Uso, and Kevin Owens. I think it was the last four. And we was like, okay. Um, I think we was real for Shazaro, right? We was like, okay, it's going to be Shazaro. That's going to be good. Because we was like, ain't no way they're going to let Uso win. Not saying that he couldn't, but, like, the scenario just went ready for, like, him and Roman Reigns facing Nah, that's not happening. Um. But then when it all came down to it, and we was like, Daniel Bryan, I was like, okay. <laughs> so I give it a four. And the fact, I give it a four on the excitement that I did not know that the Roman Reigns match was happening right after that match either. So <laughs> that's my, I'm going I'm to give it a, a solid, a solid three, nine, you know, the little meter kind of runs over the four, depending on part of the match we in. So um <laughs> i gave this match a five um i thought this match was great i it i feel like it did a good job at ending and starting and you know a lot of stories um i i just i don't know i was just like oh three five shit okay but nah i uh i love this match this match was good because all right so you had i never i never really thought shazaro would win but i also didn't think daniel bryant would win either because with shazaro they already started kind of leaning towards a seth rollins story with shazaro so it was just like uh but like when it came to when it came to like Kevin Owens versus Jay Uso, I thought Jay Uso was great in this match. Like he, like even when he was in the pod and the fact that he was just sitting there chilling, and he was just he. You can tell Roman's Roman Reigns' calm like personality and persona and stuff is like rubbing off on Jay, but he's still Jay, so he's still hyping shit. So when it's time to turn up, he turn up like to to the max. But um, yeah, and like I feel like just watching this match, I knew the only purpose Jay had in this match was to get Kevin Owens out. So the fact that he was the one that got Kevin Owens out was just like, oh, word, like <laughs> I okay. Um, so that story got told or whatever, and then Daniel Bryan, uh, Daniel Bryan, the beef that Daniel Bryan and Jay kind of had together. You know, the fact that Daniel Bryan, I think Daniel Bryan was the one that got Jay out. So that story got told. And, you know, it didn't hurt Jay because he was still one of the last, he was what, the last two. So it, you know, that story got told or whatever. 
Um, I don't like how they made Corbin look. That kind of irritated me because I was just like, you know, Baron Corbin was the first one out, and he uh he was out. It was oh, it was like it was early, and it was off of some random thing that shouldn't have got somebody like Baron Baron Corbin out. Like it was some random, like a running knee or something like that. Like I agree. I didn't I didn't really care for that. And I'm not even a Baron Corbin fan, but I was still like, come on, man. It's still Baron Corbin. Like <laughs> so that I didn't really care for that part or whatever. There was a lot of high risk moves, like what Shizaro did on the uh on the on the um on the cage or whatever. That was pretty cool. I uh I don't know. I, I just thought this match was great. I thought it told a great story. I I wasn't expecting the person to win to win. You know, it kind of closed the door on the uh on the um on the Kevin Owens story a little bit nice, you know, without burying Kevin Owens. And it did tell a little story. It it did kind of <laughs> you had to re- uh the interaction with uh Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, so that was cool. Uh I don't know. It was just it wasn't boring. It wasn't boring. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was not boring at all. I have a uh, uh, comment, though, real quick. uh Uh, I do not believe, I think that this little, even though they're not a thing anymore, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, uh, we've been on edge waiting for their interaction just because they're on the same show now. So I believe, you know, like you said, it closed the door on like, the Kevin Owens in general, like that story that's been kind of going on. But I feel like, not to say that they're going to pick up like a whole storyline, but I do foresee maybe in the next couple of weeks or so, like kind of brush encounters of him and Sami Zayn to like an ultimate match of them, like who who's better now type situation. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm the only one seeing that or feeling that vibe, but... Um. Yeah, I I can't say I'm feeling that vibe, but I'd be interested to see it. Um, I hope Kevin Owens wins it. Also, so- <laughs> ain't no hope. You know he is. <laughs> ain't no hope. If it is that situation, Kevin Owens is definitely gonna win. Sami Zayn is still the same old whiny little brat that he's been. So it is what it is. Kevin Owens has had some type of character development in the last year through all the stuff he's been through. Yeah, that's that's. That's an interesting thought. Like that's real interesting thought. I've been, I've been feeling the same way about uh, Seth and Roman. Like I've been trying to figure out how they're gonna, how they finna come at each other. Like how they finna interact. Like I'm really curious to see what uh, what happens there. Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't really know how they would do the Seth and Roman thing, but I'm definitely interested in how they would do that because. It's just tickling my fancy, and I hope they don't drop the ball with it. It'll probably be right after this Edge and um, Roman thing after WrestleMania because by then they're going to need a big story, and I think the biggest story that could fall in their lap is with Seth. Yeah, I um, I just find it interesting because, you know, they, they're both heels. <laughs> so I just want to see how they, how they do that, but – more on how I feel about Seth probably later in the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm unsure. 
um, I'm interested to see what happens, but I don't really have a a direction on that situation yet. I got to wait and see and watch more. Uh, Okay. So the next match is Daniel Bryant versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. What would y'all rate this match? I mean, (laughs) was it really a match? Like, look, me and Lady J bet, like, we was like, all right, I think I gave it 10 minutes and you gave it five. No, you gave it five. I gave it three. Yeah, it it was a minute and 20, no, a minute and 30 something seconds. Yeah, like, I could have told, yeah, (laughs) no. I was like, if that thing lasted five minutes, bruh. <laughs> so how would y'all rate the situation? <laughs> I mean, it was no way Daniel Bryan was winning that match after what he had just went through. Like, no way. We already knew that. Um, like, he was the first, in- like, he was fighting from the whole elimination chamber. He started the match, won, and got right into another match. Like, it's fresh roaming. Like, I don't know. What you want us to say? Like, <laughs> right. <what> say. <laughs> well, I gave the match uh, 1.52 because at least he, like, gave a valid effort. <laughs> like, he, like, I, nobody was really expecting him to reverse the spear into uh, um, LaBelle Lock or Yes Lock. So, yeah, he tried. With that, I was like, all right, he tried. He trying to give himself some time to breathe and re- recuperate. But yeah, yeah. So I, you know, whatever, whatever. All right. So the next match was Bobby versus Riddle versus Morrison. What would you rate this match? I don't know how to feel, only because it's like, okay, I'm not tripping that Riddle won per se, but I'm just trying to see what they want to do with Bobby. But I don't think that has anything to do with this match. I mean. He they didn't pin Bobby, so like Bobby was beating them the whole time. So just like who can outsmart who? And I don't really, I don't. Let me hear y'all reasoning, and then I'll, I'll try to rate it. Um, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, just love. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the match was fine. Uh, I think the match was fine. It served its purpose. It got Bobby off the belt. Um, because I think. I think they're moving Bobby in a more heavyweight, <laughs> uh, more higher status direction. So I think it was fine. Uh, I gave it like a three. <laughs> it it was it was fine. Um, I gave it about a three, maybe a three five. I think this highlighted Bobby Lashley in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. So that's okay. Where, yeah, I think. Uh- Oh, in sorry. general, it, you know, you good. In general, I think it. Well, we already know kind of like Riddle style of wrestling to begin with. Because I ain't gonna lie, they was they they had the ideas. Now they was like, look, we got to put our differences aside and cut him down for a second. So like, let's 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 work together, get him down, and then it's every man for himself. But they knew at some point they had figured out like, okay, we got to somehow. But so it. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it the three five. Like it highlighted. It definitely highlighted how tough or the endurance of Bobby Lashley. Like it really highlighted it and showed what he was kind of capable of. 
Um, so it putting him in like the monster category just a little bit, like how you know when Braun in the match, everybody be like, all right, we got to work together, get this man down, then we can fight each other type situation. Um, so it's it's showing Bobby's actual you know capabilities because I think a lot of times, like never to say that Bobby hasn't been good, but it always get overseen by these boo boo storylines they put him in. Like I think the hurt business is kind of really like helping him. Agreed. I definitely agree. Well, if I was to give this a three, I would have to give the men elimination chamber, the well, the SmackDown elimination chamber a four. Because I can't I don't feel right with that. But I could definitely see why it's a three. It wasn't a bad match. So I give that a three and then I'll move my rating up for the men's elimination smackdowns to a four. That's fair. But Miss Bree, I would um I was saying I agree to the fact that they always overshadow Bobby's abilities. Like they're finally showing Bobby at at the strength level he has versus you know dump kind of dumbing being him down. Being a plunky or being like just somebody just it just be BS situations like that Lana mess was so uncalled for. It's like they right. used him because they didn't know what to do with Lana and Rusev was leaving. So they had to like play something off, but it just, they always use him for something like that. And it turns it, it turns into his matches. Not even really a lot of times ending up real matches. Cause they get interrupted. Like when he's fighting Lana, like fighting over Lana or whatever the situation, like the match is never really finished because somebody interrupted or something happened to bail wrong because disqualification or whatever. Like Bobby is out there going dragging people now. Like this is like this is what I guess Titus was trying to do <laughs> with worldwide. But MVP, I, once again, I'm gonna say this. I talked a lot of smack about I ain't know why or what in the world MVP was doing back. But okay, I'm gonna retract my past statements on that. Okay, because this hurt business thing, he really yeah. did. He's really doing something with this. Hey, like, he putting people on. He right. definitely putting people on. People that we've always looked at, like, why they why they in the background? Like, why they doing this bullshit? You know, what's up, Lady J? Like, I definitely agree with y'all saying. He's not looking real jokey anymore. There's actually like he's living up to being the CEO of the Hurt Business. And I'm very flattered with the whole Hurt Business. I love the way they look. They're not shucking and jiving, no shade to everybody else. But they're really like handling their business in a classy way. And I love what they're doing with them. So I definitely agree. Bobby needs that heavyweight shine. He needs to show his ability. Why is he the CEO of the Hurt Business? Why is he the man? So kudos to you, Bobby. Our next match is Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair versus Nia Jax and Shayna Blazner for the uh, tag team championship. How would y'all rate this match? Um, or two or one? Reginald is just aggravating to me. I don't know. Why are you here? Why oh, yeah. are you here? Where is Carmella, bruh? Like, you was just barking all up her tree and all of a sudden... Okay. Lady J, I kind of agree with you. I'm going to give it a two. This is why I'm going to give it the two, though. I think, even though this is not a real thing, but if it ever was to happen down the line, I would not be against it. 
uh, Bianca and Sasha kind of work good together. If it was a real tag team situation, um, if it happens, I don't want it to happen right now by any means. No, I think Bianca needs all her, all her glory and shine. Um, but um, they work well together. But as far as like, I, I yeah, what what when you just barking up Carmella Tree? Like how you you just you just. You just homie hopping, huh? <laughs> and they ain't even homies. You just hopping. And you it's just... like, and, and, and they do work together. Like, you know, you know, we're not really fond of the put together sandwich tag teams, but I can dig that. I can deal with that. You know what I'm saying? I really mm-hmm. could. But with Reginald coming in and just, it's just killing me. Like, what's up with all these? Well, I can't even say all of these, but. We got two black men who are just there, Amos and Reginald. Like, what are we really starting to do? What do y'all do with these people? We just release all of these wrestlers. You don't think that? All right, I digress. But okay, so I definitely agree with you. But let me tell you something. I would love to see them actually do something with Amos, like actually put him in the roster. Like, yeah. of course, they're probably not gonna end up on Raw, or SmackDown, or whatever. So- like. They might have to take him back to NST. But I would be interested to see if, like, this dude, this big old dude can, like, for real wrestle. That's what like, I'm saying. But with the with the whole COVID thing and they letting all these people go, y'all, like, we, if you're letting people go, why are you adding more Christmas ornaments if the tree is already, if you need help with the tree? You know what I'm saying? Let's get more of this foundation thing going. But maybe I'm just soapboxing. So... There is something with the whole Amis thing. Like, he is a wrestler. They want him to be a superstar, but apparently he doesn't have an exciting moveset. Like, they're trying to figure out how to make him good in the ring, like, entertaining in the ring. Not good in the ring, but entertaining in the ring. I guess I I, I kind of compared it to maybe, like, Andre the Giant. Or, no, um, what's the other dude? The dude that was on Longest Yard, that dude, like, um, it's just, so that's, that's the thing with Almas. That's why he's kind of out there. I don't really know what's up with Reginald. Like, I think he's on NXT, um, but at the same time, it's just like, and like you, yeah, I don't know what's up with Reginald. He's just getting in the way at this point. And to the point, uh, and I gave this this match. Hmm, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of different ways that I feel about this match. <laughs> so it's hard for this is for once. This match is hard for me to rate because I'm like teeter tottering between like a flat out one and like a two point five. Because ultimately, y'all right. It was great seeing Bianca and Sasha together. Like. Belair Banks, come on now, come on. It just writes itself, like, come on. But at the same time, it was just like, but we all know, I I don't know about y'all, but I was just like, we know Bianca is going to choose Sasha for WrestleMania. Why why are we muddy in the water right now? Like, (laughs) why aren't we, you know what I'm saying? We already kind of looking at a storyline like this in uh, Charlotte and Oscar because, I feel like, you know, Asuka and Charlotte are going to end up facing each other at WrestleMania, but... That is a spoiler. 
maybe spoiler alert i don't know uh, <laughs> but yeah i just i didn't really agree with them having the match in the first place which is probably why i was actually kind of glad it, they lost but i was also happy to see the Baylor and banks thing together so i just felt a lot of things about this match and i feel like there's a there was really strong missed opportunity you know with the tag belts with the women's tag belts but we'll get into that later. Uh, <laughs> and so that's just where I'm at with this match. Um, but moving on, uh, <laughs> next is the Raw Elimination Chamber um, with Drew McIntyre, uh, Sheamus, AJ Styles, uh, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, and Kofi Kingston. How would y'all rate this match? Five. Straight five. Because... It was a lot of it was a lot of just just like your reasonings behind with SmackDown. I feel like it's 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 really really valid here because it's like it was just so much. It was so much, man. Especially seeing you know Randy and Kofi with Day Thing. You got you know everybody not you know knocking on um Drew McIntyre door. And then you got Armis who takes who took the dog on <laughs> the shield. Also, AJ Styles can try to pin, which I thought was very smart and intelligent because I would have done the same thing. It was just so amazing. That was my five of the night. I liked that match a lot. Like it was great. Um, I have to agree with Lady J. There, there went my five. Um. Halfway through that match, though, we realized there was no women's um, elimination chamber this year. Um. No, no, no. It's on the list because I I got something to say. Like, so. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to hold my comment, withdraw my comments from there until you get to, you know, that. But I think that was entertaining. Yeah, it was. I, it was good. Go ahead. Uh, Just love. Um. I also gave it a five. I gave both Elimination Chamber matches a five because I think both of them were d- done very well. Um, that's that's pretty much all. Y'all, y'all kind of said everything else. Um, but uh, there were things about Elimination Chamber as a whole that did not go unnoticed that I felt some type of way about. But it could I could be alone in my feelings of feeling some type of way. But that's why I wanted to pose the questions to you guys while we was on this show. (laughs) There was no match for Oscar after all that teasing (laughs) about Oscar versus uh, versus who? Who's gonna be? uh, Who's gonna go against Oscar now that Lacey's pregnant? There was no match for Oscar. Yes, we noticed. Uh, Is she really pregnant? Or they say she's pregnant in real life. That's how they're kind of playing it off. Uh, They're putting it in the storyline to play it off. I think. Okay. I just wanted to verify that, but you could. <laughs> now, uh, Google it if you want to, because uh, I would like to see it in writing as well. But <laughs> that's what I uh, that's what I heard. And there was no women's elimination chamber match. Like I noticed in the uh, in the last, like you know how on like Raw and SmackDown they put all the match they they pretty much promote elimination chamber by telling you all the matches, or whatever. Yeah, I was just like, wait, there's no women's elimination chamber match. Are we serious? Like, <laughs> are we serious? So, how do y'all feel about that? And I'm gonna tell you 
how uh, a missed opportunity I saw after y'all tell me how y'all feel about that. Um, I'm going a, I'm to a go first just to keep it kind of short and sweet. Um, if we had no women's elimination chamber and we're going to keep going like this, because this kind of been slowly happening, like the women's matches kind of been taken out of some of the pay-per-views. We better be having another women's pay-per-view this year then. Like, that's my only thing. Because something, something, the women's roster is like not getting the love it was getting. And um, I, I, I ain't too happy about it. That's that's my say. And then I go back to last year's Elimination Chamber, how Shayna just destroyed everybody. And this year it's just like she floppy. Like, I ain't really feeling it, man. I thought that this was going to be, it should have been an upgrade. You know what I'm saying? A lot of missed opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, if they was going to do something, they should have had, like, I don't know if that's possible, but, like, do something with the um tag team and put them in the chamber or something. You know what I'm saying? And the winners get to fight the, the champion or something. I don't know. They could have did something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No. That would have been interesting to see. Bruh. Bruh, bruh, bruh. I'm so glad you said that, Lady J, because that's my missed opportunity. Bruh, on NXT, you had a whole women's Dusty Road championship. And the winner of that champ, uh, well, not championship, but uh, classic. The winner of the classic got a title opportunity. That could have been the last person. Um, that could have been the last tag team in the entry for the elimination chamber. And then you have, uh, you literally have like two or three SmackDowns fighting each other every week on the main rosters. What what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Why was this not an elimination chamber match, bruh? Bruh, I was. It's just when I thought about that, when I sat and thought about that, I was just like, bruh, what are we doing? Y'all could have. This could have. We we could have had easily six tag teams, and then you know, Naya and Shayna could have been the third because Naya wrecked. I mean, not Naya. Uh, Shayna wrecked everybody <laughs> last year. And then Naya was in the first ever women's tag elimination chamber match. So she had, you know, they both have, they still could have dominated. They still could have won. And it's still been realistic. They could have, you know, it could have highlighted the people that won the women's Dusty Road tag classic. It could have, oh my God, y'all. <laughs> it just breaks my heart, all these missed opportunities. Because that would have been dope. Because... You know, missing that the only women's match was a tag match with the SmackDown champion in the tag match. They keep trying to put these champions in tag teams and make them tag champions. And it's like, bruh, y'all got like five to six tag teams on rotation. Why that why y'all keep giving the opportunities to like 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 we said earlier, the smush together tag team. I digress. <laughs> Any thoughts? No, you real. That's real. Yeah, you said it like <laughs> that's real. Like I and I. Granted, audience, we didn't know that she was gonna say that. Okay, so that's just that synchronicity that kicks in. Like that 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 was a big missed opportunity. <sighs> Even that that could have been a chance to move the 
the the tag team belts the NXT. But yeah. even, all right. Oh, you like y'all. But since we since we're on topic of NXT, NXT was amazing as always. Um the winners of the Dusty Road champion, uh of, I keep saying championship. The winners of the Dusty Road Classic, um, the male Dusty Road Classic was MSK. They're a new tag team on the scene that like I think their debut was this classic and they took it all and I'm proud of them um they're supposed to have a a championship match but one one of them broke their hands because their opponents attacked them in an interview so they're not gonna have their tag match when they're supposed to have their tag match so I don't know what's gonna happen with that um and the winner of the women's Dusty Road Classic uh, was Dakota Kai and Raquel Raquel Gonzalez. She, bruh, that's a nasty team. I That's all I say. That's a nasty team. Um, Naya and, I should have sent y'all that clip. Naya and um, Shayna made an appearance at their celebration. And that was an a interesting encounter. So Naya and Shane are gonna come to NXT next this coming Wednesday, um, March the second, third. I think it's March the third. Yes, March the third, and they're gonna have a title match. We'll see what happens with that, Bruh, Like NXT is developing their women's their women's tag division. Like they they have I want to say three to four solid tag teams like that are that are acting as and working as full-fledged tag team joint entrance same outfits type tag teams or whatever and i'm curious to see what's going to come of it um one of those tag teams ember moon is in she is in a tag team with chelsea blackheart chotsey <laughs> blackheart uh Shotzi. my bad i said chelsea uh, <laughs> but yeah um so i'm interested to see what this will mean, especially if the belts end up on NXT. Y'all. Y'all. <laughs> uh, y'all know. Y'all know. I'm not even going to say. Um, so there's, there's actually quite a few women that are debuting and uh, returning on NXT. So that's pretty interesting. Also, I'm trying to... I'm curious to see how these new women are going to add to the vibe. Um, in other news, the Undisputed Era is uh, shattering in front of our eyes. <laughs> Adam Cole has pretty much turned on everybody. And uh, Kyle Riley is out hurt. He was the first to get turned on. Um, so, yeah, that's. More news after that story develops a little more. But, yeah, that is interesting to see. <laughs> Adam Cole, uh, he was always a heel. So, <laughs> what was you going to say something, Lady J? I was. I was about to say that they've been dominating for a while, though. So, I, I wonder how that will play out. Um, Yeah. I remember Absolutely. when they won all the belts. And it was just oh, like, yeah. oh, okay. So, to hear that they are like <laughs> starting to shatter, that's pretty interesting. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. 
Yeah, I mean, at this point, with all that went on and how it ended up, because it's definitely not even, it didn't even end up being what we expected expected it to be from all the rah-rah from the beginning. So, yeah, thanks for that information. Because <laughs> realistically, the Undisputed Era have been together for at least four to five years. And they've been in about four war games. <laughs> so since I think they've been in war games since the first war games, like they were the first team pretty much. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> I had to share that information. <laughs> so, um, and another like sidebar, there's two like little sidebars. That's not really, I guess it is a main storyline. I guess you could consider it a main storyline. Um, well, three kind of. So Leon Ruff and Swerve Scott. I don't know who if y'all know who Swerve Scott is, but he's been in the cruiserweight for a while. Um, he's had a couple of cruiserweight championship matches, but he never came out with the belt or whatever. And he's going after Leon Ruff because he feels like Leon Ruff is just getting all the shine, all the opportunities that he doesn't deserve. Swerve Scott deserves. So that's a interesting developing thing because I like both of them. I think both of them are cool. It's interesting to see Swerve Scott as a heel. I, I'm 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 here for it. Um, <laughs> that's all I can really say about that. Um, then there's uh, Karrion Cross and um, dang, what's his name? The current cruiserweight championship. Uh, the current cruiserweight champion. They uh they just had a brutal no disqualification match that started in the parking lot of the building. Um, so that was interesting. Um, it was pretty much a three-on-one handicap, no disqualification match, and Karrion Cross still won. So kudos to Karrion Cross. I know he's coming for that NST belt soon, but there's a current storyline, I guess, that's in the way of that. So I'm curious to see how that works out. The last thing with NXT is I want to see Dexter Lumis with a belt. I love his persona. Um, I love that he's different. I love that he doesn't talk, but he, you still understand everything that he's saying without without him saying it. Um, and yeah, that's just that's just how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> uh, he just beat Johnny Gargano, and you know Johnny Gargano is the North American champion. He just beat him in a match. And not only did he beat him, he put him to sleep. And he's got the Gargano way kind of divided at this point because half of the Gargano way likes Dexter Lumens and the other half, which is Johnny Gargano and um, Candice LeRae, his wife, uh, they don't they ain't feeling Dexter Lumens because Dexter Lumens kidnapped uh, Austin Theory and, <laughs> and held him hostage. <laughs> Um, and Austin Theory is still like, you know, he's not a bad guy. Like, <laughs> so, uh, they think he got Stockholm Syndrome and then, um, the, uh, I was, I should have looked up her name, but, uh, the other girl that's in, um, the Gargano way is pretty much like, you know, I think he's pretty hot. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's just the bad, I don't know if he's the bad guy that we make him out to be. I think he's hot. Like. So I'm curious to see how that's going to go down. I really would like for this to end with Destin Lumis having a belt because I would like to see how that belt reign is because 
you know, kind of like how the when the fiend had the belt, like it was just so kind of all over the place, entertaining or whatever. I think it's gonna be something similar to that, and I'm here for it. Um, like I just, I'm I'm here for it. Uh, and but before I get off NST, there was one thing else. Shout out to Cameron Grimes. He got a new, <laughs> he got a music video to the moon. <laughs> so uh, I that. Cameron Grimes is hilarious. As much as he gets on my nerves, he is freaking hilarious. And I uh I just had to shout him out for that. Um, so all right, that's it for NXT. We're gonna move on to the main roster. There's a couple of storylines that we gotta dig into. So starting with Raw, they're still continuing the Alexa Randy storyline. Um, because Randy is always distracted. And it's because of Let's Bliss <laughs> and all this other stuff. And he coughing up black blood, like tar. I don't know what he's coughing up. Like whatever. Um, I don't know. I I wonder. I'm I'm. This storyline has got my mind just all over the place with how the fiend is gonna come back. What do y'all think? I think Alexa is doing a good job with Great keeping job. us entertained. Like, and this is, is, is growing so much momentum to where people are like still talking about the fiend. That's the point. Alexa is really doing her thing. Like she's she tapped into that psycho it. side. Like at first I was kind of like, you know, Nikki Cross would have done better with this job, but Alexa's holding it down, and I'm very proud of her. I'm glad that they're giving her some kind of creative freedom as they did with The Fiend because they know that they will have to. So thank you, creatives, for not messing this up and keeping the momentum going. Ms. Bree? I agree. Like, this is definitely... Alexa's doing a great job. She's keeping The Fiend relevant even though he's actually absent. Like, you're on your edge thinking he's going to come out like at any moment because of her and she's she's doing an amazing job at this this storyline and it's this is what we want them to do when they get, like drag out storylines if you're gonna drag it out like make it interesting <laughs> and they are definitely um keeping our attention and having us just anxiously waiting for the fiend to come back but i have no idea like it is so much it makes me so anxious like i feel like it could be any moment just any type of way so i have no idea i really have no idea <laughs> you know the craziest thing i've heard was somebody said that the fiend is gonna come out um as what lacy gives birth to <laughs> since lacy's pregnant so. <laughs> they play way too much <laughs> Way too much. Like I'm just over here. Like, really? really? Right. I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, I've I just oh my god. It you're right. It got me on edge. It got us on edge. And I'm 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 here for it. That's what the storyline's supposed to do. It's like giving me a mature version of Buddy and Aaliyah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe maybe a more uh dark version of it like a sinister version if you will i'm i'm very excited about this let's a randy story 
I'm glad they're continuing it. I'm glad there is one really good long-term story, you know, happening. And it's 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 good. It's intriguing. I um I thank the writers for this story. It's not a lot of stories I say that about, but I <laughs> I thank the writers for this story because it's it's good. I'm on I I'm very excited to see how you know the fiend is about to come back like because is i just i can't imagine like i just be thinking of like all these different types of ways that i can't imagine how he's gonna come back like what do y'all think i can't imagine how he's going to come back but i am proud of alexa for for continuing that anticipation feeling within mm-hmm. myself um like you said good job for not butchering it writers they really didn't have a choice but to keep the momentum going because at the end of the day, the Fiend was it's the hottest thing. The Fiend and Alexis, the hottest thing. They are the hottest things on Raw, period. So you have no choice but to keep that storyline up. That's for survival. Because I promise you, if they butchered that, a lot of people would be disappointed. So um, I don't know how he would come back. But when he does, it's going to be eventful. And I'm excited. And I want to see Alexa... You know, she's she's tapping into that other side. So I really I can't wait to see. Like it reminds me of something like the Bride of Chucky type thing, you know? I'm excited. Yeah, I um I'm excited. I feel like every time I see a clip or like they have their little segment, um, I get on the edge of my seat because I really don't know how the thing gonna come back. I really feel like he could just pop up any moment. Like, and they're doing a real good job at keeping him alive and keeping this whole storyline going without making it boring and without making it seem just drawn out or anything. So, you know, good job, writers. You know, this is this is a time that, you know, you can collect some kudos. They need uh, every every bit of kudos they can get because they don't get a lot. Uh, <laughs> another story in Raw that I wanted to touch on is the Bobby versus the Miz thing. Cause we all know for Elimination Chamber, the, oh, that's not, that's what we didn't talk about. That's one thing we did not say about Elimination Chamber. The Miz cash in. How do y'all feel about that? <laughs> I don't, I, I'm, I mean, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me for some strange reason. I'm hoping because that we knew it was coming. That's we knew why. it was coming, and on top of that, the outlook about it, like now we're getting attention to Bobby. I think it was worth it. It's very worth it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was terrible. I, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, yeah, I um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like the Miz. I don't know if it's going to be true, but I feel like The Miz is going to be the transitional champion so that Bobby can go against somebody, you know, that he can lack of, you know, better way to phrase this, that he can beat and beat good and (laughs) beat down good or whatever. And the truth is, I told you so. Now, I, I don't think their title match next week will end in a definitive win. I hope it doesn't because that means the story is probably going to um, probably end there. 
it's not going to continue or whatever. Because I would love to see this story kind of continue through fast lane at least. Um, Cause that would be a, that would be good for Bobby Lashley. Like y'all said, like it'll definitely um, put some highlight on him because although he's been the champ for a while or whatever, he's, I don't think he's ever had like one of the main belts, like one of the, you know, universal WWE heavyweight champion ass belts. Like he's only had like intercontinental United States type belts, I think now. Um, but yeah, I I like it. I like it. Uh do I do I love the Mish Cash in uh as a whole, like in itself? Absolutely not. <laughs> forget man, forget the Miz. Man. Um, and he should have known like Bobby was gonna come collecting on whatever deal they made. Cause I knew I knew as soon as Bobby lost the belt and then helped the Miz cash in his bank his money in the bank. What what you think finna happen? Of course he finna come after the belt. Like, even if they didn't make a deal, it still would have been like you, you know, you owe me a favor. They could have did that, you owe me a favor, even if they had no deal. Like <laughs> so I um I just hope Bobby wins in the end, like wins the championship in the end. And then maybe we'll have like a, a Brock versus Bobby thing. Cause I think that would be dope. I think that would be so dope. Um, I don't even like Brock Lesnar, but I would love to see him against Bobby Lashley. <laughs> so uh, those are really the only like real storylines that I wanted to touch on when it came to brawl. Anything y'all want to touch on? I think you hit everything on the nail for me. Oh, one thing I did forget. Um, Rhea Ripley is coming to Raw. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> That's my scream because I've been wanting, I was like, I can't wait. I just can't wait till this girl get on the main roster. Because <laughs> I feel like she's going to help this women division shake it up just a little bit. So thank you for that information. I needed that. I don't know. I mean, that's what's up, but I don't know. I mean, what are, are they gonna drop the ball on her? Like, congrats, boo. I'm just we just go hope they don't. We just go hope they don't. I mean, <laughs> I think here's the thing. I really <clears throat> okay. Mia Yim on Raw, not Mia Yim. Uh, doggone, Rhea Ripley on Raw is great. It's absolutely great. But I also agree with Lady J because they could easily drop the ball on her. But I also think about the fact that um, the fact that, you know, Charlotte Flair is on Raw and Shayna Blazner is on Raw. I, I be butchering her last name. I'm so sorry. But, you know, I think about the fact that these, you know, these two women that she's had really nice beefs with. You know, one of them she took the championship from and she beat her in the war games or whatever. They could they could bring up some old NST stuff to kind of start start the process, start her journey on Raw or whatever. And then you you also think about the fact that, you know, Charlotte was the one that took her NST belt from her. Um and the reason and not really the reason she hasn't gotten it back, but you know, she was the one that took the all in all, took the NST belt from her and hurt her and made well, kind of. We 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 know the bad story as to why she lost the belt, but yeah, I just 
I see the potential and I'm glad it's raw. Cause if it was SmackDown, I don't know how I would feel about it. Uh, because the only part like you gotta you have to throw her against some people that's gonna help her show how dominant she is. So she can because yes, she's shown it on NST, but Raw is a whole different ball game or whatever. So you wanna you wanna put her against some pretty solid people, and Raw has those people. Like she could go against Oscar, all that jazz, but um smackdown would be a whole different thing like only people she'll really go against is like what bailey and bianca uh because they wouldn't put her against sasha they wouldn't put her against sasha not yet um but it is what it is uh uh that's just how i feel about it but i am excited i i'm miss Bree's level of excitement with lady j's level of caution (laughs) we just have to see um, but Lady J, did you have anything else that you wanted to say about Raw? Uh, no, um, we we touched a lot on a lot of things. Um, moving on to SmackDown, I know uh, uh, this is <laughs> um, SmackDown has been uh, entertaining to say the least. Yeah, Seth Rollins is back, and they thought he was gonna change, but he has not. He got his old music back, so we're still burning it down. And, yeah, instead of, you know, for the greater good, we're embracing the vision. So he's he's not – I don't think he's the Messiah anymore, though. But we're embracing the vision now, guys. You got to embrace the vision. I'm curious to see what this Seth versus Cesaro beef will be. Um, uh, if Do y'all know about the letter? Yes. No, please inform me. So Seth Rollins, okay, when uh, Seth Rollins first came back on SmackDown, he came, first of all, they should have known better. He came back in like an all leather suit, like all black, all leather with the leather red tie suit, looking like the dude from, uh, the dude from Jamie Foxx show that owned that record label, like Demon Records or something like that. That's who he looked like. Um, so had uh he came back or whatever um came back with his old music and he got in the ring and he was just like you know what smackdown is missing i was looking and i was trying to figure out how where i fit in and you know what smackdown is missing and that's a leader i am the leader smackdown needs blah 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 seth rollins talk you know the you know the greater good in a different way all that jazz or whatever and he ended with so who's with me to embrace the vision so now it's the vision like that's what he has on his you know his ribbon entrance ribbon and all that jazz so um shizaro was the last one standing all the all the people while he was speaking left they just walked out like they did when he turned hill the last time or he didn't really turn heel this time. He just continued his healness in a different way. But <laughs> um, embrace the vision. Uh, Cesaro was just like, no, this little fake change that you have going on here is it's whack, whatever like that. And then Seth Rollins attacks him uh, like brutally into barricades, all that other stuff. But it, you know, it wasn't enough to hurt him, like injure him, but. It was an attack, nonetheless. 
fast forward to a week later, Seth Rollins has a letter pretty much saying uh, his he had his legal team write up this letter. And the letter is pretty much saying that um, he got emotional distress and all this other stuff from them not um, embracing the vision and all this jazz. And he especially pointed out Cesaro and all the other stuff. And then fast forward to this past week, Doug, um, he he's just like he's he came out came out there in an all white satin suit, y'all. Like <laughs> that's bruh. Alright. Anyway, oh his his uh outfit the week before was really nice. It was black and silver. It was a black and silver suit. He he doesn't wear shirts anymore. It's just blazer and pants. But um he came out this week. Uh, and was just like, you know, the letter has been getting a lot of buzz on social media, whatever. And then Shazaro came out and needless to say, Shazaro spun him around and around and around and around and around and around and, and, you know, threw him away and uppercut his ass. (laughs) And yeah, so I, I, as simple, as simple and as like petty as this whole beef is, it's actually quite entertaining. <laughs> so how do you feel about it? Uh, Lady J and Ms. Bree, now that you know the full spectrum of it, <laughs> how do y'all feel about it? I mean, I, I knew, I knew what was going on. I caught up, but the thing is, it's like, I'm just interested to see where they're going to go with everything. Because I mean, Seth didn't really leave on a high note. We didn't forget like a lot of this stuff. So it's like it's a lot of things that the writers got to do with him because to me they slick already dropped the ball before he left. So I'm not holding the grudge on Seth, but I just need to see where this is going to go. I agree. Like we did forget, and you know WWE will drop the ball. They good for it. So. I just got to just wait and see type situation and hope for the best or hope for the most interesting scenario. One thing I can always say that I appreciate about Seth Rollins is the fact that he knows how to, he has a net for making even the BS of storylines watchable. So, so that's kind of why I'm on the more positive side of this whole embrace division thing. Cause it's just like, you're such an asshole. <laughs> you just, you know, same shit, different day type thing. But I'm glad he got his old music back. That's one thing I'm happy about. So the two Royal Rumble winners, since the last time we talked, the two Royal Rumble winners have found, um, have, well, have announced their challengers or the people that they want to challenge at wrestlemania um first before we get into that shout out to bianca belair everybody that listens to this podcast knows how much we love bianca belair so shout out to her for winning being one of the only i think she's the second or third black person person not woman person to win the royal rumble so, bruh, making black history. Shout out to you, Bianca. 
we know Bianca is my girl and shout out to her on her come up because she is the EST and we just yes okay black girl magic all day so um Edge has chosen Roman Reigns to be his opponent at Wrestlemania um we all kind of saw this coming I mean it is what it is uh but I I know I personally I'm glad Edge chose Roman. I like how the story started. It wasn't, you know, it started with Roman. It started with the champion and not the opponent or whatever. So I, I kind of like how they started, whatever, like that. How do y'all feel about it? I'm actually excited. I don't think that it would do Edge any justice really on Raw, considering there's a lot of stuff with him and Raw right now. So I like the fact that he chose what well, Roman chose him, per se. <laughs> But I, I like that. Um, it's very interesting. It gives me something to look forward to. And even though it's not the rock in Roman, I think Edge and Roman is a good, you know, a good thing to see yeah. what happens with it. You know, I don't feel bad. Like, because you remember we was thinking, like, who would be the the opponent for WrestleMania? It was like, rock and Roman, rock and Roman. So I think Roman and Edge, it's not rock and Roman, but it's not anything whack. So I could I could dig it. Yeah, and uh Edge out there looking like he done been in the gym a little bit. <laughs> looking like <laughs> Hey, a lot of these uh a lot of these um wrestlers that are coming back or whatever, they coming back in a great condition because I saw a picture of Christian today that was like Wait, Even what? when Braun Strowman, we ain't mentioned that, but Braun Strowman just, just looking good with a T. I mean, he just he out here looking like like Zaddy. That's what I'm just saying. He looking like he done been lifting the weights. Getting, I mean, he had to though after the trial run that him and Randy had last year. He had to like if he was gonna end up in this position, they told him ahead of time for sure he had to prepare. But uh, I'm interested to see what happens. I mean, it's not what we expected, but it's not blah. <laughs> so, yeah, I uh, I agree. I definitely agree. I'm interested. Roman is doing good. Let's let's just say that for a second. Let's talk about that for a second. Roman, every I know I I, I can't speak for everybody. I'm not gonna speak for everybody. But when he first turned heel, I had my doubt. Like I had my uh, let's see what this let's see what he's gonna do or whatever. But when you know as time progressed, those doubts definitely uh, <laughs> melted away. Uh, he is doing a great job as a heel. He's doing a great job. His promos are are really good. You know he's not letting Paul talk for him unless he wants to or unless he has to or whatever like that. But all in all, like he's doing his own promos. He still, as much as you hate the fact that other people get involved in his matches, he's still winning them. His like himself, like he's still proving that he has the skill to win. He's just, you know, not doing a lot of the heavy lifting in some of the cases. So you are my head of the table. <laughs> oh, oh, Roman, sir. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> chief roman head of the table Hell uh, <laughs> roman. bianca belair chose sasha banks to 
finally chose Sasha Banks this last SmackDown um, to go up against at WrestleMania. My only issue with this, like, I'm glad she chose Sasha, kind of. My only issue with this is, like, now both of the WrestleMania main events are SmackDown main events. And not there's, like, neither one of them is Raw. And, you know, I would have liked to see, you know, Raw and a SmackDown, like, one and the other. But I get it. I get it. That storyline would, would hit a little better. It hit different. So, I get it. But I'm glad she finally said it. She's been trying to say it for weeks. <laughs> so, how do y'all feel about her decision? It's what's best for business. I sound like the hurt business, but it's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. but I'm I'm for it <laughs> at the same time because I would love to see them against each other. I would love to see how that dynamic works or whatever. I I um. I want them to, we're at a point now where I feel like it's time to beef beef Bianca up just a little bit more. Because she's good. She's great in the ring. Like, she's more than good. She's great in the ring or whatever. But her moveset is still, it still could be better. So, I need her, I need her to beef up just a little bit. Because going against Sasha is a little different than going against some of the other people that she's been going against. Because... Sasha can counter like <laughs> Sasha's uh, uh, reversals. Like she got a, she got a nasty like moveset repertoire. She's very creative. Um, so I need them to beef up Bianca's creativity level when it comes to fighting and matches and stuff like that. So that this would be a, like, this would be some shit. <laughs> Um, so do y'all have anything? Oh, anything else on any other any of SmackDown stories or the main roster stories? One one thing I do want to ask y'all, how do y'all feel about the women's tag division as it stands? We got the Riot Squad, which I think are good, but I think they their booking is bad. I, I don't think they, they get the right matches for them. Um we got uh Dana and Mandy. Uh, we got, uh, of course, we got the chance. Um, and then we got this weird Lana and, and uh, Naomi thing. Uh, and then we got this kind of kind of weird uh, Natalia and Tamina thing. How do y'all feel about it? Um, we've seen better days in the women's tag team division. We've seen better days. It's not the worst, but they it's not good booking. It's not the best that WWE can do. I think if we start to put storylines behind these tag teams, not just they just end up throwing them together. Like, like that's what's so okay right. about it. Like, what's the story behind y'all? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, sis. Do I see effort? I don't know. At least I see some tag teams. I mean, I remember at one point we was complaining, like, we don't see tag teams. So it's like, here you go. So it's like, I mean... Let's be creative with them. That's all. I agree. I I agree with you, Lady J. Cause at I at one like part of me is just like, damn. At least we got tag teams now. Like, <laughs> and the other part of me is just like, but you know, but what are we doing with these tag teams? Just like the fact that we we couldn't make a elimination chamber. Like, what's up with this? But um, I I want them belts. On NST, period. 
I know why they're probably not going to be on NXT, but a girl can dream. A girl can dream. So that's pretty much it for this show. I'm so glad we finally got through it. We had a lot of technical difficulties on this show. So if this show sounds pieced together, I'm sorry, y'all. It's it's been it's been a rough night, all right. It's it's been a it's been a pretty rough night. Um as always, thank you so much for listening. You did not have to. You do not have to, but you do anyway. And we love you for it. Um, and do y'all have any parting words for the people? Yes, yes. Um, I just wanted to touch quickly, quickly. I promise. It's okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. Right. I forgot. Right. I forgot. It's all right. I'm make it quick because it has been a long night, y'all. Like we we've been here for almost three hours. Oh. So. It's it's okay. We are we're here. We're here for you because you're here for us, women. Watch wrestling. Okay, so let me make it quick. So I'm looking forward to the um the revolution. I'm looking forward to AEW Revolution. Um, this is the matches that will be happening. Um, whew, all right. The World Championship: Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. Exploding barbed wire death match. Don't like the name of it, but hey, it's neither here nor there. AEW Championship, the Women's Championship. We got Kairo Shida versus Eliminator, tournament winner. So whatever um eliminate Eliminator tournament winner uh wins, they will be facing her. Um, we got the AEW Tag Team Championship match, the Young Bucks versus the Inner Circle. Circle Chris Jericho and MJF. By the way, it's amazing how they've been doing that. Uh, with the inner circle, all of them being tag teams as well as a whole division. I mean, a whole faction. So I really like what's going on with that. We have um, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks versus Darby Allen and Sting in the street fight. Looking forward to that, actually, because <laughs> you got two crazies. Yeah, it's, that's, that's different. Um, We got Adam Page versus Matt Hardy. Big money match. We have Face of the Revolution ladder match. Cody Rhodes versus Scorpio Sky versus Penta El Zorro Mita versus Lance Archer versus to be announced. Miro versus Kip Sapien versus Orange Cassidy and, sorry, sorry, Miro and Kip Sapien versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. About time they're using um, Miro for something. I mean, yeah, I would like to see it. I mean, yeah. And then we have the Casino Tag Team Royale. And that's that with the Revolution. Um, Also, Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show, is now in AEW. Um, He will be doing commentator for uh, AEW Dark, if I'm not mistaken. And um, that is a YouTube series for their B-Show, their quote-unquote B-Show. And he will also be a mentor. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm looking at sources. I'm still trying to see, but I think he will be wrestling every now and then as well. I did see an article to where he said the last straw for him was how they treated him during um um Legends what Night. What was that? Legends Night. Legends Night. And and he couldn't do anything to Randy Orton. He was like that was his last straw. Like. Which I feel him because he couldn't do nothing. Like, Randy Orton disrespected the hell out of him. And he just couldn't do anything. Like, they've been using Big Show as a jobber for a while now. So, I mean, to use him and his wit, 
I need to check to see if he's in the Hall of Fame already for WWE. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that's a big move. I think that have that's another name that has shook the wrestling world because everybody's like Big Show. Oh, so I think every month they're doing like a, a big name because it was Sting. Then <laughs> here you go, Big Show, Paul White. So yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about it. It's interesting, and I would like to know how this will play off. He has too much knowledge to be a nothing, and I, I can't. Oh yeah, and I and I and I applaud AEW for capitalizing on that because it's showing other people like, hey, there is things you can do. There's other avenues you can go. So, hey, let's go. Oh yeah, I um. I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I um, uh, that's a that's big because I I read somewhere. No, I I heard I was listening to um Booker T's podcast and they said he, Big Show was with WWE for like 22 years, 22 years, and you are and you just like you know what? Because that te- that shows that shows strength. That shows a different type of strength to me. To be like, oh yeah, I'm being mistreated. I'm going somewhere else. You was about to say something, Bree? No, I I was just saying, yeah, that's um just agreeing with what oh. you were saying. Thank you guys for listening. I'm so sorry. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about AEW. I didn't mean to forget about AEW. I love the AEW. I don't have anything against it. I just. Like I said before, it's been a really long night. We we've been here three hours to try to record an hour and a half worth of material. So <laughs> it's just it's just been really, really interesting show. So um as always, again, I'm gonna say thank you for listening. Y'all are awesome. Um keep listening, tell a friend to tell a friend, share, like, subscribe, all that jazz. This is our first episode of season three so you know tell us how we're doing um tell us what you want to hear us talk about uh we might do one-off shows just talking about some of the topics that y'all give us so it is what it is follow us on women uh instagram at women watch wrestling three that's women watch wrestling three one more time that's women watch wrestling three and on Twitter at W3Podcast. That's W3Podcast. One more time. That's W3Podcast. Anything y'all want to say, ladies? We love you, y'all. Thank you for supporting us. Yes. Thank you for being with us through this journey. We're going places. Yes. yes. I'm so excited. Um, and with that, we're out.